Welcome to the Healthy Jacks Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you find the best ways to stay healthy and keep moving in Jacksonville. My name is Dr. Peter Yu, and I am a performance physical therapist here in Jacksonville and the host of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with the right health and fitness information that is not only practical, but evidence-based as well. I also have the pleasure of highlighting some of the top health and fitness professionals around here so that you can stay up to date on the latest information. My goal as a performance physical therapist is to help educate and empower athletes and active adults to take control of their own health so that they can get out of pain, optimize their performance, and build true longevity for life. You can find us on Instagram at The Healthy Jacks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. The Healthy Jacks Podcast is sponsored by MotionRx Health and Performance. At MotionRx, we specialize in helping athletes and active adults overcome injuries and get back to their sports and activities they love pain-free. Head to MotionRxHealth.com to find out how we can help you move better, feel better, and live an active, fulfilling life. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jacks Podcast. Is your host, Dr. Peter. Um, today, I'm joined by Jennifer Ryan. She's the CEO of Volunteers in Medicine. Um, so I'm super excited to learn a little, learn a little bit more about um, what she's got going on. Jennifer, what's going on? Hello. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for joining us on this podcast, by the way. Thank you for having me on my first podcast. This yeah. is exciting. Are you excited? <laughs> in, the, in the very fancy studio you have here. I know, yes, right? It's great. The, our luxurious studio, recording studio. Um, so why don't, we, why don't you just give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself? You know, how did you um, end up here today as CEO of Volunteers in Medicine? So I am a Jacksonville native, and everything I do is because I love the city and I love the people in the city, and I truly believe no matter what part of town someone lives, they're my neighbor. They, I care about them. Um, so I grew up here, uh, went to high school, moved away, went to um, – Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. I grew up an athlete and so wanted to play volleyball. Um, So I went to Mercer, loved it, moved to Atlanta. And that's where my love for public health began. Mm -hmm. I got my master's in public health at Emory uh, and worked at the CDC. Um, But my family called me back. So I I needed to be back with my family. My brother was about to propose to his now wife Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be a part of um, the family. So I came back. Um, knew I wanted to be in public health again, worked at the health department, eventually made my way to uh, leading nonprofits um, through my passion mm-hmm. and my just my ability to talk to people about what's going on in people's lives and how it's impacting all of our community um, really led me to leading nonprofits. Um, so I started working at uh, as the executive director at the Northeast Florida Healthy Start Coalition, okay, um, which is where I first started leading nonprofits uh, about eight years ago, and it was really hard. Um, but it we were working to reduce infant mortality, which mm-hmm. is the sentinel indicator of health of a community. Um, it was very hard. It was very stressful. Um, so then went to the YMCA, which is a lot less stressful, fun, um, but I missed really helping communities that need our help. Sure. Um, so was drawn to Volunteers of Medicine three and a half years ago. Um, Volunteers of Medicine is a free clinic for the working uninsured. And, 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 and 
Um, every day we're increasing access to health care. Um, I think everyone knows health care costs are increasing, mm-hmm. and we are serving those that are living paycheck to paycheck and can't afford a $600 a month uh, insurance premium, sure. and so we can provide everything for free. Mm-hmm. There are medications. There, we have primary care and specialty care, up to 16 specialties, mental health. We provide all medications for free. Um, and we do it all with the help of 230 volunteers a month. So um, really, last night we just um, recognized all of our volunteers. It's Volunteer Appreciation Week. Um, so really excited about the work we're doing and, and proud of what we're doing to help the community. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it's always something um, when you're able to kind of give back to the place that you grew up from. Um, speaking of which, where, yeah, what part of Jacksonville did you uh, grow up in? So I um, grew up in uh, like Riverside area and then um, after first grade moved Mm -hmm. to Julington Creek um, before it was what it is today. Yeah. Um, And lived there, went from elementary school second through um, my senior year of uh, high school with a lot of the same people. Mm -hmm. Um, So graduated from Nice high school what's uh what's what was julington creek like back then versus kind of what it is now i call i tell my friends i'm from the country the country um huh? it was the country it was you know there were a lot there was a lot of forest mm-hmm. now all those developments they used to be forest so we did a lot of riding our bikes through trails um you know there wasn't a whole lot of, there weren't a lot of people there mm-hmm. um so it was a lot different than yeah it is now yeah, my uh, my aunt moved down to uh, Fruit Cove area probably about like 20, 25 years ago. And kind of she was, you know, talking to me the other day and she was saying that it was pretty much, you know, what you described. It was just all forest out there. There's nothing out there. And then, you know, now it's, you know, super booming, it's bustling. There's so many people down there now. So it's, yeah. it's crazy to see how Jacksonville has kind of changed over the last couple of years. Um, so you mentioned you grew up playing volleyball. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, grew up playing volleyball, always been involved in athletics. So is that kind of what led you down the uh, public health route? I think it had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, so what made you choose like public health then instead of, you know, um, some other um, form of healthcare, or even like, you know, uh, why not be, you know, like a volleyball coach, right? Yeah, I think I've just always been interested in health, mm-hmm. um, being healthy, living a healthy lifestyle. Um, not to the point where you can't splurge on food yeah, it's or the point where it's obsessive, have lazy right? days. Yeah. Um, and so I've always been drawn to health. And the thing about public health I really love mm-hmm. is it's not just looking at an individual, which is what a doctor or a nurse does. They're looking at who's in front of them. Sure. It's looking at what's happening with a thousand people. Yeah. What are some widespread trends? What's going on yeah. in our community? So it's going beyond just the individual care, but what's happening in the community? What's going on with the environment of where that person lives? What's happening in their community? If it's something related to water um, or environmental justice issues. So it's just interesting to look at what's going on in the community. Yeah. For us at Volunteers in Medicine, there's a lot of things around poor nutrition, um, obesity, and then those chronic conditions related to that. So what can we do community-wide as well as what can we do as a clinic um, to help improve those and help people live um, a better life? It all comes down to quality of life, Mm -hmm. and we all want to be happy. We all want to live long lives, and you can't do that if you're not healthy and you don't feel good. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so... You know, before Volunteers in Medicine, you mentioned you you were also doing um, some other nonprofits, right? So um, had you always been involved in nonprofits since the beginning? I have always worked in nonprofits. Yeah. I worked for a small consulting firm for a year. Yeah. Um, but my heart just, it 
it pulls you when when you do nonprofit work, mm-hmm. you get addicted to the feeling of every day you leave knowing you helped somebody. It it becomes addictive because you just feel good knowing you're helping another person, another person in your community um, versus a product or service or a profit. It feels really good. And you, you kind of feed off of that when you leave every day knowing you helped at least one person mm-hmm. that day. Especially when it's, you know, people who may not have the ability to afford, you know, some of the things that um, other people are um, and whatnot. So yes. um, with Volunteers in Medicine, um, you know, what kind of sparked, you know, um, the idea of, hey, let's provide some sort of like um, universal free health care to, um, you know, people who may not be able to afford it. Um, so talk we, to me about that. Yeah, Volunteers in Medicine yeah. was founded um, September of 2003. Okay. And so we're celebrating 20 years um, awesome. next year. Yeah. And it was started by a local nurse, um, Dottie Dorian, and a urologist, Dr. Jim Burt. They're mm-hmm. still around um, and still very involved. And they were seeing, as they were retiring, um, they wanted to find something to continue to do as they were retiring to give back. But they also were seeing that it was a time when employers stopped providing um, benefits, health insurance benefits, or they were offering um, benefits to their employee at a cost that people just couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. And so they were going to the emergency room and going to the emergency room for things that could easily be managed if they just had a primary care uh, a medical home. Mm-hmm. So they, they started it. We are part of a national um, organization. So there are okay, so it's over 90, yeah, over 90 Very volunteers cool. in medicine uh, across the country. And so they heard about the model and said, we can do that. We can get the community together. We can get... We have all these hospitals. We have so many doctors, nurses that have the skills and abilities and want to help and give back. Yeah, absolutely. And so how does, um, you know, how does one kind of qualify for this? Do you need to, you know, fall in a certain, um, you know, is there, are there certain criteria that somebody needs in order to be able to kind of receive this, you know, free healthcare? Cause I mean, heck yeah, you know, I would, I would love to receive free healthcare, right? It's, it's good healthcare. Yeah. Like it, even though it's free, it's very high quality. Our doctors are amazing. Um, so we serve those that work at least 20 hours a week mm-hmm. and um, make between 13000 and up to 33000 for one person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called 250% of poverty level. Okay. Um, but then as you add family members, so say it's a husband and wife and the husband works, the wife doesn't, um, they both would qualify for our services. So as you add family members, you can make more. Um, so that's it. You just have to be working at least 20 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And so, you know, is it kind of just like a, you know, standing clinic where you have, you know, um, you know, an orthopedic, um, you know, surgeon there, and then you also have like uh, occupational therapists, you have nurses, all, you know, physical therapists all under um, one roof, or they're kind of multiple different, you know, clinics based off certain specialties. How does that all work? So our main clinic downtown um, provides primary care and specialty care. Um, So uh, it just depends on what um, specialist is there. So if someone needs um, specialty care and it's a Tuesday when our cardiologist say is there um, they will meet with them but we provide cardiology dermatology we have pain management um, we do dermatology vision so many different things all under our downtown clinic mm-hmm. and then we have a um, clinic on the west side of Jacksonville on the campus of inspire to rise where we provide primary care but for things like physical therapy we will refer people to Brooks Rehab. We have a partnership with them. Um, if someone needs a major surgery, 
we partner with WeCare, and mm-hmm. they coordinate with local hospitals to do any major surgeries or major treatments beyond what we can do in our downtown clinic. So we have all of the resources if someone needs something beyond um, what we can provide in our clinic. Yeah. So how many visits are they? So hypothetically speaking, you have somebody who needs uh, physical therapy, right? How many visits are they kind of um, allotted uh, for at Brooks Rehab? So they are, I'm trying to Is remember. it just kind of like unlimited visits or? I think it's as you, I think it's as yeah. much as the patient needs, um, but it's, they, they do it by person. So we can only have six people at a time. That Going go through, through physical that. therapy. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Um, and so, you know, with all this, is it kind of, how are you finding volunteers to be able to, um, you know, provide these services um, in healthcare? So like how do how do how do people find out you know about you like I mean I was very lucky to be uh, introduced to you by um, Stacy over here um, but you know I'm I'm a physical therapist and you know I haven't heard of volunteers in medicine before so how does like you know how, how do we get involved yeah people we've been around almost twenty years and people are still saying I don't know about this um, so a lot of it's word of mouth when a doctor retires another doctor that's about to retire says what do you do to stay busy. Um, besides play golf mm-hmm. and so they'll recommend us or it's like for instance Mayo Clinic we have a partnership with them and we've done some research with them and so because they like our mission we have an oncologist who is at Mayo practicing and he still volunteers with us so it's it's hearing from your friends it's being involved through the community hearing people talking on podcasts that's right um, we go to the Duval County Medical Society events We've gone to, um, there's a pharmacy, the Florida Pharmacy Association met. We went to that. So it's just everything we can um, to try to see if people want to help. And most people do. They want to find a way um, yeah, to, to give, give back. back. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So kind of, you know, what does what your day kind of look like then um, working at Volunteers of Med? My day? Yeah. Talk us through a day of When I'm not Jennifer talking Ryan. on podcasts. Yeah. Um, Really, it's, uh, it's meeting people and talking to people. It's, you know, my primary job, in addition to raising the funds to keep the organization going, is mm-hmm. to increase awareness. So to meet with other people, to be involved in the community, um, to, to spread the word. Um, we're really trying to build, spread the word amongst employers um, for those that, are, that work for them but don't, can't afford their whatever they're offering for their benefits to be an option for them. So trying to spread the word, going to their, when they have employee meetings, to tell them who we are, tell them that there's no catch, mm-hmm. we are free, that's it. So come, we want to help you, we want to help you feel good, mm-hmm. um, and get the medication that you need. Um, so any way that we can, that, that's my job all day. And then, you know, meeting with the team to strategize what, what's missing amongst our programs, what, what else can we be doing to help our patients, and then I'll go and find who in the community we need to partner with or work with to, to find a way to, to fill that gap. Sure. Do you feel like, um, when patients first hear about this service, are they almost kind of like in like shock or disbelief? It's yes, they are there. It's very interesting because the people that we serve are not people that are used to getting what someone might call a handout, but this isn't a handout. They, this is something they deserve. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're people that aren't used to, they're not on financial assistance programs. They're not, so they, they're not used to it and they feel like they're taking a spate, a spot for someone else. Mm. So they, they're so gracious and thankful 
but they're it is so beautiful to hear them talk about it because they do deserve it. They do they do fit in. This is for them. Um, so it's very interesting. They're they're not used to having things that are free with no catch. Right. I mean, all. it's very hard to find something like that in yeah. today's uh, day and age, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, what are some um, fundraising events that you guys have coming up then um, for Volunteers in Med? So our biggest fundraiser is our Women with Heart Luncheon that we okay. host every February. Yeah. Uh, we honor eight women in the community that are making a difference um, in the health of our community. And then they pick a month throughout the year and do fundraising and friend raising. Um, so our next luncheon is February 1st, 2023. Okay, so almost a year, a year from now, huh? Yes, but we're already wow. planning. We're okay. already, we're, we're picking our next year's women uh, next week. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're, that is kind of a year round planning. Um, we've, with our 20th anniversary starting in September of 2022, mm-hmm. we're kicking off a year of events and activities. We're going to do a golf tournament on May 17th, 2023 well in the future but we've already we're already planning and and working on that so um but those are our two big things but the luncheon is our biggest thing each year okay very cool yeah be sure to keep an eye out on that guys uh for next year february 2023 um and so you know what's another thing that you're super passionate about um that i've heard is really kind of uh celiacs right celiacs awareness Yes, so uh, November of 2009, um, before we talked about gluten-free, before we talked about keto, before we talked about, you know, I don't even think we were talking about paleo at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with celiac disease, and uh, I looked at my doctor and I said, what is that? What's celiac disease? And he said, look it up. Go to the internet. And there was hardly anything on the internet at the time. so I, I thought, I, I don't know anyone that has this. I don't know who, I, who am I going to talk to. Right. I remember I went to the grocery store the first time, and I was in there for two hours because I didn't know what to do. You're, you know, when you eat a normal diet, you go up and down the aisles. Well, with celiac, you kind of circle the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first know, off, you know, what, uh, for our listeners out there, what, what exactly is celiac? So I feel like, you know, celiacs is a pretty common term now these days, but I feel like, you know, people still may not have a true uh, understanding or grasp on exactly, you know, what celiacs actually is. So it is an autoimmune disease that impacts your ability to absorb nutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, so when gluten is introduced into your diet, you are less likely to absorb nutrients they go through. It's up to get really into the, it's the, your duodenum and your small intestines is where there's villi that kind of grab the nutrients and absorb in your body so that you feel you have energy, you, you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have gluten, those villi fall down and your nutrients just leave your body, leaving you fatigued, um, could leave you with intestinal issues. Um, it could, it for me, it impacted my mental health. I was depressed and I'm just not a depressed person and mm-hmm. I slept a lot. Um, normally I would exercise and get energy and I would exercise and need to sleep for an hour. Um, so those were some of the things that I experienced. And so once you follow a gluten-free diet, um, you're able to absorb the nutrients, you get your energy back. Um, but if you don't follow a gluten-free diet, there's a lot of cancers, um, infertility, things that can happen to you, um, if it's not 
treated with the proper diet. Mm-hmm. So how did they kind of finally, you know, diagnose it? Was it with via labs or was it, um, you know, how did they kind of go about with that uh, final diagnostic? So I, I had a blood test yeah. that is specific for celiac. Um, I also uh, had an endoscopy and colonoscopy to do both um, small intestine and large intestine to do samples. Okay. Um, but there is a first blood test that you can take that looks at the auto your autoimmune disease. I think it's a TSA mm-hmm. um, test that they'll do at first just to see, okay, you do have an autoimmune disease. And then from there, um, you'd meet with, a, um, I think it's an endocrinologist. An yeah. endocrinologist. Yes, you meet with them and then they do all these fancy tests. All the fun tests. Um, stuff. But I wanted all the tests because I just yeah, wanted to know. Yeah, you're frustrated and you want to figure out what's going, what the yeah, heck was going on, right? I was giving up beer. Yeah. I was giving up real pizza, mm-hmm. giving up real pasta, um, which there's substitutes for everything. But if I'm giving all those things up, I wanted to know 100%. Yeah. And so what, so. what does kind of your diet look like uh, these days then? So I uh, try to eat as much as I can whole foods. So try to avoid processed foods mm-hmm. as much as possible just um, for the nutritional value. Um, so salads. Yeah. Um, lots of vegetables, but I eat meat. I eat um, steak, chicken, any meats, love fish, love seafood, um, but just try to avoid processed foods as much as possible. But of course, I'm, I'm not someone that does absolute, so I cheat every now and then. If there's a gluten-free dessert from Sweet Theory mm-hmm. uh, in oh, Riverside, Sweet Theory. I yeah. will eat it, and, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Love it. Um, but majority fruits and vegetables and um, proteins, as much as possible very healthy love it um yeah what's your favorite dessert from sweet theory then oh my gosh it is the uh there's two different things one the um chocolate chip cookie with icing in the middle Ooh, i don't think i've had that but that sounds amazing so good was it like vanilla icing it's vanilla icing oh. their vanilla icing is the best going straight there right after this and then just a any of their cinnamon if they have like a cinnamon cake with the icing on it i'm mm-hmm. an icing person is really good. Those are my two favorites. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that's a fair, fair cheat, <laughs> cheat dessert right there, right? Awesome. Well, Jennifer, thank you uh, so much for taking the time out of your uh, busy day to hop on this podcast. Um, so let's uh, let's leave our listeners with with this. Then, you know, what's uh, what's kind of one tip um, that they would be able to implement immediately in order to you know start living a healthier lifestyle? One tip. Yeah. Um, it's one thing connection have people to talk to have someone to talk to meet with a friend yeah um there there is evidence that talking to people getting together with family people Mm -hmm. that you're close having regularly scheduled time will impact your health um so call up a friend go have coffee meet with someone it will impact your health grab a Grab a cookie at Sweet Theory. Grab share, a cookie share at Sweet Theory. Co- Tie sweet it in cookie. with what we're talking about. Right. Yes. Awesome. Um, Jennifer, where can people find you on social media? On social media? Yeah. Um, so we are vimjacks.org. So if you search that, uh, I have a gluten-free uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. I have a website. I think I've got to work on getting it up. <laughs> but, it works. But very active on Instagram. If you just search gluten-free Jacksonville, um, you can find us, um, gluten-free Jacksville guys, as well as Vim Jacks. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Um, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys next episode. Thank you.
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Instagram at the Healthy Jacks Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and let us know if you have any topics or guests that you would like us to bring onto the show. Thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, stay healthy and keep moving, Jacksonville.